Hey everyone, uh, this is Doug Paul over at East End Fellowship. I'm one of the pastors there, also uh, co-lead one of our house churches. And uh, we are starting a uh, an ongoing Monday through Friday uh, Rhythm with Morning Prayers. Uh, and what, what that means is we are going to spend uh, maybe 15 or 20 minutes uh, where we're going to read the text uh, that is the daily text. And then I'm going to do just a quick little Bible study on it give some thoughts on that particular passage, and then um, say a word of prayer, and then we're going to go about our day. The reason that we're doing this is we recognize with a lot of people uh, who are who are going to be in quarantine, either uh, some, for some folks that's going to be mandatory quarantine, for some it's going to be self-quarantine, um, there are going to be things that we are, we're all going to be fighting together that are going to be uh, very normal things like isolation, things like anxiety and worry. Um, and just having a the ability for our spiritual family to get together, even online, is on a daily basis, is we think it's going to be really helpful. Um, we also are going to have, because it's Facebook Live, we're going to be able to do the replay. And so you're going to be able to capture this throughout the day. Um, the thing that we're going to be using is called the Moravian Daily Text. So I'm going to go ahead and put the link into the uh the text box there. And what you're going to be able to do is if you just subscribe to that, every day it just drops the text. Uh, and what the Moravian Daily Text is, is it goes through uh, the Bible over a course of three years. And so what we're going to be doing is we're actually going to be going through the New Testament text. And so the text today, it, it starts us in Matthew chapter 24. Um, and so we're going to pe- be picking up at Matthew chapter 24, and we're going to be reading verses 26 through 35 today. And so we're going to read that. I'm going to give some thoughts on that for today kind of ask, what is this text, like, what's the good news for today uh, about this particular text? Um, We're going to read what's called a watchword, which is a one-verse psalm that kind of, like, orients our heart for the day, for what Jesus might be doing today. And then I'm going to read the prayer that comes with it. So that's just what's going to be our thing every every single day that we we do this. Um, So the passage that we're looking at is Matthew chapter 24. It's going to start with verse 26. And so I'm just, I've got my... My Bible here, and so I'm just going to be looking down and reading that. So if anyone tells you there he is out in the desert, do not go out, or here he is in the inner rooms, do not believe it. For as lightning that comes from the east is visible even in the west, so will the coming of the Son of Man. Wherever there is a carcass, the vultures will gather immediately. And now he's quoting the Old Testament after the distress of those days. The sun will be darkened, and the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from the sky and the heavenly bodies will be shaken. At that time, the Son of Man will appear in the sky and all the nations of the earth will mourn. They will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds with with power and great glory. And he will send his angels with a loud trumpet call and they will gather his elect from the four winds from one end of the heavens to the other. Now learn this lesson from the fig tree. As soon as its twigs get tender and its leaves come out, you know that the summer is near. Even so, when you see all these things, you know that it is near right at the door. I tell you the truth, this generation will certainly not pass away until all these things have happened. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. So that is Matthew chapter 24, uh, verses 26 through 35, which is our New Testament reading for the day coming from uh, the Moravian text. Again, you can find that link if you want to subscribe to it. Uh, in the uh, in the text box, so the thing that we're, we're reading in what, what Jesus is talking about here, it's right before it's it's like we're, we're finding ourselves um, coming right up to the night that he is going to be betrayed, 
And he's starting to give some like last minute advice for things that are about to happen. And the, the, the type of literature that, that Jesus is using here, both in the Old Testament and is kind of referencing in the way that he's talking, is what's called apocalyptic, apocalyptic literature. Uh, and, and what that means is it is a specific genre of literature and a specific way of, of talking and speaking that is referencing the end of the world. Uh, and I promise you, like, this is, um, I, I did not pick this passage because of the coronavirus or the, the place that we find ourselves in right now. This is simply uh, the Moravian text. Uh, it has been planned for decades and decades that this would be on this day, the passage that we read. We are not necessarily trying to think about the end of the world, but that is the text that we have. And we are, we're engaging with it today. Um, the thing that, that I think is really interesting is what it says in verse 34. It says, I tell you the truth, this generation will certainly not pass away until all these things have happened. So you have all of these things that Jesus is talking about. He's like, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. The stars are going to fall from the sky. Heavenly bodies will be shaken. Um, you have, you have this like, the apocalyptic literature is in, is intense. Um, it is poetic. It is doom and gloom. Everything is burning to the ground, um, and it's referencing some, this, like, cataclysmic event that's going to happen. Um, but in verse 34, he says that this whole generation, um, all this stuff is going to happen before this generation even dies. And, and so what is it that Jesus is, is talking about here? Because the thing that that's, can be a little difficult about apocalyptic literature is that it mixes all these things together. It mixes the present. It mixes the near future, and it mixes the end of all futures, um, where everything comes together and, and God puts everything the way back together the way it's supposed to be. And so the thing that Jesus is talking about here in verse 34 is, is that near future that's going to happen. So we're, when he's saying this, he is roughly in, um, in 33 A.D., and the thing that he is referencing, if you if you read back a little bit early in the chapter, in chapter 24, there is going to be a revolt that happens in about 30 years. It's gonna, and I believe it happens in 65 AD in Jerusalem, where the Jewish people, they come together and they revolt against Rome, and they start a rebellion. And what the, uh, what the Roman government does is what it does in all those times. It sends a ton of troops over, and what they do is they destroy Rome. And they burn everything to the ground. Uh, and one of the things it says earlier in the chapter, in verse 15, it says, So when you see standing in the holy place the abomination that causes desolation, spoken of through the prophet Daniel, let the reader understand. When the, when, then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. This is what it's saying. Rome, uh, what ended up happening, they got into Jerusalem. They destroyed and killed everyone who was in Jerusalem. Virtually no one lived. Um, and then they went into the temple itself. So that, that is the, the uh, when one talks about the abomination that causes desolation, they violate the Holy of Holies in the temple. And what, what Jesus seems to be referencing here is like, when, when Rome is closing in, get out. Um, you you, you got to get out. Like, it's going to be terrible for pregnant mothers because there's not going to be enough food. For nursing mothers, there's not going to be enough food. The, the milk is going to dry up. It's going to get really bad really fast. And she was like, flee to the mountains, get out of there. And where it all ends up um, is almost the entire destruction of the people of Israel in 67 AD. They all gather together, like the last forms of the rebellion. It's a place called Masada. And all of them are killed. 
all of them in one place. So again, like, like this is a really, really happy passage for us, right? Uh, on this particular morning of day one of morning prayers as we're thinking about the coronavirus. Um, but this is, this is the thing that we have to understand. It says this, I tell you the truth, this generation will certainly not pass away until all these things have happened. And that was true. Like a lot of like the near future apocalyptic stuff that Jesus says happens. Um, now we see some other stuff that is like far off future that still hasn't happened yet and hasn't happened for us yet when, when God collects everyone and he puts everything back together. That has not happened yet. So we're waiting with like hope and anticipation for that thing. But this is how it ends. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. And so the, the thing that the question that we have to ask today is what is the good news in this text today? Like today, on what, what day is today? Today is March the 16th. On March the 16th, what is the good news out of this text for us where Jesus seems to be all doom and gloom? I think it's verse 35. And it's heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. Um, the last thing that Jesus says to his disciples uh, is in Matthew 28. Uh, and he gives them some instructions right before he is taken up to be with the Father, and that's where he is today. And he says, this is what I want you to do. I want you to go, and I want you to make disciples. And I want you to go into all the scattered places of the earth, and I want you to make disciples there. And I want you to baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And I want you to teach those disciples to do everything that I have taught you. Now, w- what that meant is that those disciples were going to be teaching those people how to make disciples too. And so that meant that there was a group of disciples who were the first 12, and then it goes down to 11 after Judas hangs himself. And those disciples went and made some disciples, and those disciples went and made disciples, and those disciples went and made disciples, and they made disciples, and they made disciples, and they made disciples, and on and on and on. And folks, like, you're sitting here listening to me today because the chain is unbroken. Um, Those people actually did what Jesus said in Matthew 28. And when Jesus says, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. We are living testaments to like the power and the grace of God of him actually doing the thing that he said he was going to do right here. Like we are here today uh, because Jesus is true to his word, because Jesus is actually right. Um, The chain is unbroken. Uh, Another thing that Jesus says is that he promises he will never leave us. He will never forsake us. So it's, it's those words will never pass away, and that he is here with us today. All the things that we're going to face today, all the things that you are feeling today, all of the things that are burdened on you as you think about what this might mean for you, what it might mean for your family, for your loved ones, all those things, um, the good news that is found in this passage is that heaven and earth will pass away, but his words will never pass away. He who spoke the words is here with us today. Um, So the the thing that I want to close us with today uh, as we as we kind of like close on this text piece is what are some of the other words that Jesus has given us uh, in the word of God that are never going to pass away that might be good news for us today that might be like a gospel truth for us today and there are two that jumped out to me this morning as I was praying uh, the first is first Peter chapter 5 verse 7 and it's it's this cast all your cares upon him because he cares for you so again you, you might be feeling a lot of worry you might be feeling a lot of anxiety you might be feeling fear and the good news is there is someone who is much stronger than you that you can put that on. Um, and that is actually what he is inviting you to do, because the second one is a word that will never pass away is Matthew eleven twenty eight. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Like the good news of Jesus is that whatever you're enduring, whatever we collectively 
as a church family are enduring as, and then as a global family of Christ in the midst of what is a literal pandemic um, is that, that Jesus is going to give us rest. Um, I, I think about this, this idea of those, those are two passages, cast all your cares upon him because he cares for you and come to me, all you who are weary and burdened and I will give you rest. Um, and I think about that in terms of verse 35, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. I think about that, that, that promise that has gone on for 2000 years. Um, and for 2000 years, those words and those promises have gone through history um, that have involved um, two massive plagues in the first four centuries of the church and what the church's response was in that. We think about the Spanish flu in 1918 and what the church's response was in that. We think about all these different things in a 2000 year period that have, that have happened, that civilization, civilization has been through and the way in which like the people of God have largely been incredibly faithful and on mission with Jesus and what it is that he was doing. Um, and so as we, as we cast our cares upon him and as we come to him and ask that he would give us rest, um, there, there's this recognition, the thing that Jesus is also doing um, is that he is present in the midst of this with us. And he is present with the group of people who, uh, who might be sick, a group of people who might not know who Jesus is yet, a group of people who, are really worrying about what, what it is that they're going to do financially, a group of people who are wondering what this means for their family, what it means for their parents, what it means for their grandparents, um, what it means for people who are, uh, who, who have, uh, like, like me, have some, some breathing disorders and are, and are thinking through all of that. And, and the good news, um, is that by and large, the church has been unbelievably faithful in those moments. And so in the midst of the call, the good news of the gospel is good for us that we get to cast our, our cares upon Jesus because he's seated on the throne today because we are found in him. It is also good news for other people uh, because what Jesus intends to do is to use his people as his hands and feet in the world. And that, that is an opportunity for us today as well. Uh, this is the, the, the watchword uh, in that email that I mentioned that comes out. There's a, there's a watchword. And what that means is it's a simple text um, that, that is meant to help orient our hearts uh, in addition to what it is that we just read. And this is from Psalm 57 two. It says, I cry to God most high, to God who fulfills his purpose for me. I cry to God most high, to God who fulfills his purpose for me. And so that's going to, that's going to be our time today. I'm going to close with a prayer and then we're going to go about our day together. And this is our prayer. It's included again with, with that Moravian daily text. It says, omnipresent Lord, so the God who is with us in all places, in all times, in all spaces, we give you thanks for your listening ear. When we grow tired running the race set before us, bless us with your presence to rejuvenate us, to live a life of love and service. Amen. Easton Fellowship family, any other folks who might be listening, um, want to want to pray that the, the grace and peace of our Lord Jesus would be on you. And would you go in the strength and the power of God as you go about your day to day. Grace and peace. We'll see you tomorrow.